Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, everybody, this is Turk182. Hey, I am Akomi. Oh, so, Akomi, how's everything going, sir? Uh, pretty good. I just whacked my elbow. I heard that. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't <laughs> going to call attention to it, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad you said something. No, 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 it's, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. No, 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 you have to look at it, it's, it's fine, it's fine. It, it didn't hurt, it didn't hurt. Oh, it's starting to swell. Yeah, after a, after a couple of seasons with To Catch a Predator, they got to where, like, it was it was originally that, like, when the Predator would show up to the house, the decoy, so they didn't have to get near the Predator, they'd just be like, oh, I'm in the other room changing my shirt or something like that. Yeah. Just to have an excuse not to be in there. And, uh... It's, hey, come on in. I'll, I'll be right down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then somewhere along the way, Dell from Perverted Justice, who's like, she, what, what is what is Perverted Justice? That that's the vigilante group that uh, Chris Hansen's guys teamed up with to to bust the baddies. That actually sounds like the opposite. It sounds of- like the exact opposite. <laughs> like, it sounds like once we catch you, we're gonna rape you. Like Perverted Justice, like, like we purposely skirt the law. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like going to that place uh, in America in the U.S. where you if you stand there you're like uh, the four corners of the of the right. where it's like in <laughs> like in like having sex with like an underage child there it's like ha ha I'm not within any jurisdiction in four different states. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like perverted justice, their two main people are Frag and Dell, which of course their internet oh, handles. I was gonna say, dude, that's Frag and Dell. <laughs> wow, this. <laughs> Frag's a cool dude. I like him. I, I, I'm so glad they spent that much time coming up with their names. Sister <laughs> <laughs> <Seth> Turk 182. <laughs> but yeah, like Dell. I mean, it's it's not like I ever had like a real thing for or anything. But she's not an unattractive woman. You know, she's, she's mm. kind of cute. So Dell's a girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. She's the one who does like the voice work for the decoys. I uh, see. I don't know. I, I watched the episode to catch a predator like a long time ago, and I was like. Shit, I could be talking to... Th- I mean, they, so- <laughs> this is terrible. You think you're on your way to a date and it's just a bunch of cops waiting there? I don't want any of this. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't know what you liked, so I got uh, I got a kid's meal and I got some chicken nuggets and uh, I got a strawberry shake and a chocolate shake. And uh, <laughs> there, was, there was one predator who brought McDonald's, but it was just for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw a couple of them and they would show up with like food or whatever. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the times it's so that it's like it's it's so they can build a case against him, because if the decoy says, you know, oh, bring me a condom and some alcohol and McDonald's, and they bury and like they walk through the door with the alcohol and McDonald's, and they're like, okay, well, you did two out of three. We know you got the condoms on you somewhere, so right. now we have cause to search. See, what I would do just to be sure is like they said something like that. I would like like fill a condom with the alcohol and I was like and coming up there and so yeah it's like uh did you bring stuff like yeah and they pull out the, the condom full of alcohol I'm like I'm not sure what you're gonna do with this thing but here you go I'm like oh <laughs> but yeah. thanks yeah one of them walked through the door with a McDonald's bag and the decoy is like oh did you did you did you bring me something to eat and he's like this is for me <laughs> she's just like oh okay but uh, but yeah so Dell would always do, like, the voice work if they wanted to call to prove, oh, no, i got to prove you're not a cop, so I'm going to call you. And several of these guys believe the old adage, oh, if you ask someone they're a cop, they're legally required to tell you if they are. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know the police. <laughs> Little do they know cops can lie about anything and everything. <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, so no, 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 man. Just say, just they, all you have to do, like, if you just tell them that you drove the car there, I'll admit that I was the one that actually robbed the place. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you will, yeah, because we're buds, right? <laughs> but yeah, so so Dell. I mean, like, like I said, not it's not not anybody who's just like hello, nurse. But you know, I never I never thought she was an unattractive woman. Just like, oh yeah, she's she's okay. I, I, I dig what she does. I dig that she's out there catching bad people. And so she was, like, doing a little, like, like bumper segment interview, and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to contact this predator. I'm going to be posing as as one of our female decoys. And so she puts on the cutesy voice, and it's like, wow, she actually sounds like a, a 12-year-old girl. That's, that's a little uncanny. And then she, like, puts a backwards baseball cap on. She's like, okay, we've got a guy pulling in. I got I to gotta go pose as a male decoy. She gets down there. She's like, yeah, hold on, bro. I'll be right down. I just whacked my toe on the banister. And she sounded so much like a 13-year-old boy, it's like, I could never be attracted to this woman. <laughs> I was going to mention that, so I'm glad I didn't interrupt, because I was say, like, that is so wrong. Because it's always, uh, like, a, a a woman playing the guy. They never actually have a guy playing the boy. It's always, it's, or, or playing oh. the, the woman. It's, like, it's always, it's a woman, you know. It, like you know, of a certain size and height or whatever, right? That always that plays both roles. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's discrimination. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> you caught me, right? But I'm still saying like that. This right here, that's so wrong, dude. You know, that's I, so wrong. I would be inclined to agree with you there, but the one time I saw a male decoy, it was such a fucking train wreck. <laughs> I mean, he was so bad. The dude, he was already he looked way older than 13. Okay, the dude already looked like he was like 18 or 19. <laughs> so it's like full grown man with like. This incredible, like, college frat bro physique. And so the pedo, of course, is like, I don't think you are who you say you are. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I am. I'm not a cop. <laughs> and he's like, who lives here with you? And he's like, oh, it's just me. <laughs> my mommy, my daddy, and me. It's like, you don't know my how mommy. gay people talk. <laughs> my mommy, my daddy, me. Yes. It's like... <laughs> It's like, man, you must have lied to get the job, man. It's like, okay, do, do you know how to communicate with homosexual people? Oh, yeah, totally. I do it all the time. <laughs> my mommy, my daddy, and me. <laughs> okay, you got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. You got to do that that same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. but, only, but only in the Patrick Warburton voice. It's going to take me a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. <laughs> my mommy, my daddy, and me. <laughs> Talk to gay people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I talk to gay people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was worth a day. <laughs> I would love I would love if they did a predator catching show with Patrick Warburton as the decoy. <laughs> yeah, come on in. To pick up the alcohol. <laughs> Never done this before. <laughs> Everyone says I'm gay. I think I might be, but uh, you got virgin material over here. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd come over tonight because I'm still in the closet. <laughs> got nobody I can really talk to about this. Never sucked a penis, but I uh, suck my thumb every night before I go to bed. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, well, <laughs> we were at off on a tangent there. <laughs> that was great. Oh, man. 
Thank you for that, by the way. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> I, I always I always chalk it up to a successful podcast if I can get that kind of a laugh out of you. <laughs> I mean, I had a feeling it was going to be funny, but as soon as you did it, I was like, oh my goodness. This, this, like, I, I, was, I was like, we're crying. This is going to probably be an eight, right? In my mind, it was an eight, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. You're, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you were like, you're like, move her spinal tap, and you're like... 12 <laughs> like bloody hell <laughs> oh. so uh so to to bring things down a, a little bit yep uh, starting strong yeah <laughs> so to bring things down a little bit um you know during our recording session here we kind of ran over on a couple things so i never got a chance to to really go into this one thing i was going to say i like i like i'm pissed off i want to you know I got to talk about like, like if what I just read and heard is, is correct. Like I'm, I'm seriously pissed off. And my initial said, uh, my response was, if this is true, like, like I'm done with Marvel movies. I, I, I can't. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I, I put a caveat to that. I was like, if this thing, this, this series, like, um, plays directly into like the regular Marvel stuff, like the Loki series plays into like phase four, whatever it is. Right. 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 Um, she Hulk doesn't necessarily like, like, uh, play into anything that we're aware of. WandaVision hasn't really played into anything except for Doctor Strange, but you didn't really have to, like, watch WandaVision to really get that she, like, lost her shit because of Vision, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so, but if this directly plays into one, I'm not watching it. I'm not fucking watching it, right? But if this plays, uh, into, like, in a serious way into Marvel movies, I'm just gonna stop because I'm not watching this and I'm not gonna continue on with that because if this person then transitions into the movies, like, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, I'm already, I'm already like, not that I was like, like, uh, like all like, you know, like full on engaged in like Aquaman too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no more than I was with Black, actually less than I was with Black Adam and no more than I was with Shazam because both of those are out on, uh, on Max now and I still haven't watched either one of them. Like, I really don't give a shit about Black Adam. I'll eventually right, right. watch it, right? But I don't give a shit about Black Adam and, and not that I was like a huge Dwayne Johnson fan, but, after all the shit he pulled with Black Adam, like, I don't even care. Like, I don't really care about him anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it used to be that if he was in something, I was like, okay, I'm, uh, like, at least I, I'm going to get like the, the Dwayne Johnson experience kind of thing, right? Like, you're <laughs> going to get him and, and everything. But like, uh, like now I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about him or, or you know, any of that stuff. So, so anyway, so what I'm talking about here is we were mentioning that, uh, uh, we were talking about Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man, one of my favorite characters in the uh, the Marvel Universe, and yeah, I think yeah. this I think this came up on the uh, recording we did for In the Gutters, and then yeah, it just yeah. kind of like like you know kind of seg uh, segued over to I'm Mom's Secret Funny because I didn't want to do this kind of like a, a rant and like you know just go full on Turk 182 <laughs> on, on that podcast because that's not that what that what that's about. Um, so. Uh, so as I was, <clears throat> I was looking to this thing and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, and I completely forgot they were supposed to be making a Wonder Man TV series. And it's supposed to be about this guy who's, you know, who's a, a hero. He's got these powers and Wonder Man is extremely strong, you know, incredibly powerful again, because his body is composed of pure ionic energy. So, I mean, it's energy. Energy cannot be destroyed, you know, yeah. Right. So, right. um, uh, 
And so he's died several times, but then of course he always comes back because of all that stuff and in his connection to vision, it's just all that stuff, which I'm not going to go into. If you really want to like learn about it, I mean, I can do a whole separate podcast on, on in the gutters, uh, you know, or you can just look it up on your own. Either way, I'm cool. I mean, I don't mind doing a, a podcast episode of like as if you guys are going to tell me because you never talked to me anyway. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, they probably do. We just don't check the email. I mean, well, or the Twitter. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so anyway, um, I was like, oh yeah, they're, they're supposed to be doing that thing. I was like, I kind of forgot about that. And I, and in a way, I was kind of happy I forgot about it because that way I'm not like constantly like, like what's coming out? What's it coming out? Like, what's it, what's going to be like? You know, like, is, is it going to be good? Is it, you know, cause I wasn't like that with She-Hulk, but I heard about things like when they said She-Hulk was going to be a half hour show, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Half hour? Like what? You can't, you can't really do that just in a half hour. And then of course, you know, I seen like, oh, okay, no, that, that was cool. I, yeah, you they, know. Did, they did really well with She-Hulk. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if you had made it an hour long, it, it probably wouldn't have been as, uh, you know, each episode probably wouldn't have been as good. Um, so, you know, understanding the, the, like how time, like a time limit like that can work in your favor is, you know, is, is, that's, that's just really understanding, like, you know, how to craft a, a TV series or movie or whatever it is. So, right, right. So, you know, um, it, with the same thing, I'm like, okay, by me kind of forgetting about it, it's actually a good thing because then I'm not constantly following up on it and then like going from being disappointed to be like extremely happy to back to disappointed again, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So as I read into it and everything, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that they were doing that. Um, I looked and I was like, wait, what? But, oh no, 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 no that's, that's that's not real. Like somebody, that's just like one of those like like, like fake sites or or like things like uh what's that um uh, uh that YouTube guy Emergency Awesome or whoever he is, fuck that guy, <laughs> fuck that guy. I mean that guy, <coughs> hey, they need to tie his feet to a submarine and then like <laughs> like just. Just sink it. And then take it and, on a little tour to the Titanic. And, and I was going to say, and then tie his, his wrists to like a rocket and send that shit into space. <laughs> and then just rip his fucking shit in half. <laughs> and it's it's not because I really don't know anything about this person, but I would come across, like they used to always put this shit in my, my feed. And it would always be this person like putting out these like bullshit, like movie, like uh, mainly comic book stuff, like rumors, whatever, claiming it was a fact. And I'm like, okay, you're saying this. I follow Marvel, DC, IGN, and a bunch of other places. None of them have reported this. Right, right. But you're saying this. Uh, of course, I've, I've seen that shit where it's like, oh, Captain America's gonna die in Civil War, and it's like... Right, or... Yeah, they say bullshit like that, and, um, and then... And then their, their little YouTube videos are getting millions of hits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and what kills me is that whoever is watching your shit, like... They have not once reported on anything factual. Yeah, like, yeah. And, it's, and when you and if you do watch it, right, um, it's 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 all just theory. Like it was like I know a guy that works. You don't know shit, man. Like like you're you you know you don't know anything. Um, and but I know a guy that works there, and he reported this. It's like that's why no one else has reported on it at all. Right. At all. Right. And like I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, I was gonna click on. I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. I was like. How come no one else is reporting this? How come you're the only person that has this information? Yeah, yeah. It's so key. And no one else was reporting on it. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of think you're bullshit here. Yeah. And then, yeah. and the thing is, like, none of their, their, their supposed theories they're passing off as, like, as facts ever pan out. How come no one is ever going, like, wait a minute, you're always fucking wrong. Like, why am I listening <laughs> to your shit, man? Like, like, why? 
And people are, and I'm like, you just, I mean. That's how cults and false prophets do so well, because nobody goes, wait a minute. Yeah. You said the world would end, like, six different times. Well, yeah, and it was, and it was, like, like, we were, like, it ended, and then we were all reincarnated back from the point that it ended, <laughs> right, to see if we could do better this time. It basically was a save point. Like, what? That, that's your fearful of bullshit. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, they, you know, people ever call people out on their bullshit. They say stuff like that, and, like, no one's ever calls this person out on their bullshit, which then just perpetuates it and just keeps them to keep doing what they're doing. But like, well, hell, lies get me money. And apparently you all are too fucking stupid to stop, you know, to stop following me. So why should I? Why shouldn't I? You know, right. <clears throat> so, um, uh, um, so anyway, I said, wait, just because I like fuck that guy and everything is <laughs> about and, and all the people that continue to like watch his shit and everything and fuck, fuck you too. Cause you're just, you're too fucking stupid to live, honestly. <laughs> and I know it's like, are you really going to call somebody out to they're too stupid to live because they won't stop watching this stuff. If you're that damn stupid to, to constantly watch this stuff and believe it, <laughs> then you'll fall for any fucking thing, man. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why like. You gave money to the fucking Nigerian prince. That's why, like, all this shit, like, you know, like, <clears throat> like, cause, yeah, that's why, because if you, if you're gonna fall for something that damn lame, then, like, you know, like, yeah, you, you know, stop, go, go away. You're taking up my oxygen. Uh, so anyway. Uh, I mean, I, 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 you might be a little bit harsh to those people. They, they just, they just fall for clickbait. Um, I'd, I'd like to just offer them some free advice, actually. Here we go. Just, uh, you know, just, just so you guys know, like, 95% of gamblers quit right before they really hit big, so. Well, that, I mean, well, that's, that's kind of a fact, though, I mean, because, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I can tell you, any gambler that has ever, like, especially if you're, if, if you're playing, like, slots, right, any gambler that has ever played on a machine 30 minutes to an hour, and then it's like, okay, this thing's not paying out, and as soon as they walk away, the person that comes up behind them, Bang hits it. There you go. Every yeah. time. Yeah. So Every I mean, time. yeah. I'm. I'm just. Just saying. You know. Hey. Use some. Use some free advice. You want to keep supporting. You know these these things that you're passionate about, albeit slightly misguided. That's a good way to do it. I mean, what they really should do is get up from the machine, turn around, put on a fake mustache and a hat, and turn <laughs> back around. And be like, oh, I'm glad this machine is free now. Best I mean, way to do it is to team up with a partner. Oh, I see. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we can pull the machine. So, <laughs> so anyway, so <clears throat> what I came across here is that Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man, again, yeah. favorite character, uh, one of my favorite characters in MCU, is um, going to be played in the TV series by Yahya Abdul Mateen II. He's the guy that played Black Manta in Aquaman. Okay. I got no problems with, with Yahya, right? Well, I didn't. Have any problems with Yaya? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where his name comes from, so I'm not gonna like you know, like I'm not gonna uh, <clears throat> you know make fun of him for that. Um, uh, I I do would say that it would be kind of like confusing though when he's like trying out for movies and things, and then um, and then they call him as like uh like hey like uh this is the like you know I don't know like Rolling Rocks like a uh, movie studio. Um, so you would uh. Like, uh, uh, try it out for this movie and everything for this part. And it's like, so, uh, did I get the part? So, yeah, yeah. I did? No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we called to tell you that, that we're going a different direction. <laughs> uh, Maybe he I, was born while his parents were listening to uh, Harlem Shuffle. 
do the Harlem Shuffle. Okay, I was going to say, like, like, we were talking about the same Harlem Shuffle. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't really have a problem with him um, until Yaya decided to open his mouth about some shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, um, like, and I think I kind of talked about this in the podcast once before, but I'm like, okay, dude, like, um, seriously, you need to like grow the fuck up. You know, I don't know. Like <coughs> you, you, you need to, you need to do like an, an intense scene, like, like a, like a movie with just you and one other actor that really kind of like, you know, just play off of each other. So uh-huh. you and, and Jonathan Majors need to be in a movie together. Right. That's all about just, you know, like a psychological, like thriller, you know, where the two of you are like trapped in a room and, you know, that's what you need to do. Cause I honestly think somebody needs to choke the shit out of you. John Majors um, is a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good actor. <laughs> he can really act. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> so Yaya from who played Black Manta and I thought he was, I thought he, I, Black Manta was like a, a, one of my favorite, uh, I mean, he was really good in that scene. I liked all the scenes. Oh, by the way, we were talking about Michael Beach the other day. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think he was, uh, Michael, uh, was Black Manta's father. Ah, okay. And Aquaman. So, so, uh, so Yaya was in, uh, this movie, The Vanishing of Sydney Hall. Um, he was in, uh, 11 episodes of the TV series, The Get Down. He was in the Baywatch movie with, uh, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was in the the Greatest Showman, the P.T. Barnum movie with yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, so we call Boundaries. Don't know that one. A movie called First Match. Not familiar with that. He was in an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, then he was in Black Manta. They just call him Manta in this. I guess like I guess well, we, well you know he's black, so we don't need to call it out, right? <laughs> um, Maybe they're just like whispering that part of his name, just Black Manta. Wait, call me. Is there a White Manta? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, that's a that's a Sequest joke where there's uh there's two Debbies on Sequest. There's the Debbie you normally see, which is the the blonde haired white Debbie. And there's another older like black woman named Debbie. And so Stormy was talking everything, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, Debbie was around here, and she's like going crazy. And he's like, which Debbie? And he goes, Black Debbie. <laughs> he goes, Why do you say it like that? What? And he goes, uh, mean. Black Debbie? And he's like, yeah. I was like, um, and he's like, like, what if I, you know, like, what if I called you White Stormy? He goes, is there a Black Stormy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sweet Quest. That's great. <laughs> so he, he played, quote, Manta. Um, he was in the movie Us, the, the, uh, the Jordan Peele horror movie. Yep, yep. He was in, uh, an episode of Black Mirror, something called The Sweetness in the Belly. Not sure what that's about. Um, then he played Carl Abar, or Cal Abar in the Watchmen's, uh, HBO series. That was okay, so okay. good. Which Cal Abar turned out to be Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Well, yeah. sorry, spoiler alert, but me, dude, it's, it, you fucking watch the series, man. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> and I still, I still haven't spoiled shit for you. Great. I mean, his roles as Dr. Manhattan were good. I mean, but still, I mean, even, even without, without that and everything, Regina King fucking sells that movie to the, I mean, that series says she's so good in it. And, then, <laughs> and of course, she does the voice of uh, Huey and Riley on the Boondocks. Yeah, yeah. And, and all that. And so, anyway, <clears throat> I can't believe she's like the same girl from like 227. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, anyway, um, he was in a movie called uh, All Day and a Night, Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, Candyman, he's like the guy that's like searching for Candyman. Um, he played the new Morpheus in the Matrix Resurrections. And then he was, um, he played, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Gyllenhaal, like Jake Gyllenhaal's brother 
and the movie Ambulance, directed yep. by Michael Bay. Huh. So that that's a, that's a rundown there of like something he's done. He's you know movies he's done. Okay. Right. Right. So, this article here, and there's several of them, but I decided to go with the one by Game Rant. Um, it says, Aquaman and uh, Aquaman Lost Kingdom star Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is doing damage control after downplaying the acting done in his superhero films. So, that's where, like, he, he like, he lost me, and I just completely flipped on him. And I was like, this guy is you know, fucking... <laughs> Yaya recently caught the attention of DC fans for his comments about his Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom role as Black Manta. Now the actor has tried to clarify his comments with a humorous post on social media. So apparently he didn't know, he couldn't find a ukulele at the time. <laughs> so he went a different, just as insulting, like, you know, like. That helped him. Uh, like direction. So Yaya's career includes, well, I just talked about it, you know, all that stuff. The actor is also on the first installment of Aquaman. And in a recent interview with Vulture, he referred to his role in the Aquaman sequel as clown work. <laughs> wow. During the interview about his acting career, Yaya stated that he thinks it's important for himself to do a different range of projects. Everything should be about getting to the truth. But sometimes you gotta, you know, which, uh, you gotta know which movie you're, or genre you're in. Something like Aquaman, that's clown work. Aquaman is not the trial of the Chicago 7. You have to get over yourself, you know. And he called it clown work. And it says, Abdul went on to, Yaya went on to share a lighthearted joke on his Twitter, sharing a photo of himself with a clown nose as he promoted Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. Wow. So that's your way of like, of saying, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, dude, like, uh, you know, this is just me. And there's a picture of him, like, wow, bro. He just <laughs> looks even more ridiculous and like an asshole. <laughs> So, so imagine if Colleen Ballinger had done her ukulele apology song with a clown nose. There are a pair of pains on her head. <laughs> uh, although Yaya finds superhero movies to be light work in comparison to his other films outside the genre, other actors have shared the struggles when it comes to putting on the iconic cape and spandex. For example, Chris Evans um, has expressed that he had extreme amounts of anxiety about taking the role. Furthermore, Jake Gyllenhaal's um, role as Mysterio, and he's so good in Mysterio, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, had uh, had him facing challenges when it came to getting into character for his role. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I've said this before, like, it wasn't until uh, Far From Home that I really understood what a threat Mysterio could be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in everything I've ever seen, the, the anime series, comic books and everything, I never really saw him as a threat until that moment. With him and Spider-Man in the building and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> like, I was like, wow, like that was that was pretty awesome. It's pretty great, yeah. If Mysterio is done right, he is a very formidable opponent. Many other actors have undergone lots of training. Formidable. Both, formidable. Yeah. Well, uh, training uh, both physically and professional when it comes to these roles. For example, Chris Hismurth and Chris Pratt underwent intense workouts to get in shape. Um, uh, the Will, uh, Will Poulter, uh, who, um, played, uh, Adam, um, uh, Adam Warlock in the Guardians, the third Guardians movie. He talked about, like, the, like, the mental undertaking of, working out like that and getting into that kind of shape that you know the you know the superhero movie shape and it was like it wasn't the workout itself it's how to how to prepare yourself mentally for when you do that and you get into that kind of shape and how that how your body looks and and being prepared uh psychologically for that change not just a physical change it's it's a mental change as well yeah and and so you know it's it's a lot it's a lot more to it than just like you know throwing on like a mask and like look at me i'm a superhero um (laughs) 
So Tom Holland uh, made not only physical changes, but other went, but also went to high school in the Bronx to prepare for his role as Peter Parker. You know, and you see him like doing like his acrobatics and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Since uh, Yahya cleared the air about his comments, there seems to be no hard feelings amongst the superhero. The, the fuck there isn't. <laughs> Checking a picture of yourself in a fucking clown nose just shows what a fucking clown you are. That's not an apology. He didn't say, hey, I apologize for the comments I've made. This is what I meant by that. No. He took a fucking picture in a clown nose. Take that clown nose and shove it your ass, dude. <laughs> and like, 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 no, you... And what pisses me off about this is the same thing that I've always dealt with. Like, my entire life was reading comic books. People look down on comic books and they treat it like shit. They've always treated comic books as being less than a comic strip. Yeah. Like, yeah. people would buy a shit ton of, like, the, the Garfield Collecteds, right? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And have them around as if this. But if you put, like, a fucking Spider-Man next to that and everything, that, that somehow that's not even in the same literary category, right? It, like, yeah, it's, it's got a stigma. It always it always drove me crazy. When I was getting started and telling people that I drew comics, they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, like Marmaduke, like Garfield. And it's like, God, no. You think no, I was trying what? to make you laugh? <laughs> Sorry. What, what what I do isn't like remotely like that. And, right. And then these then, then those are the same people who get confused when you criticize it. And it's like, no, Family Circus is not a good comic. No, God no. You know, and and the, that's the thing that, that really makes me angry about all this is that when when I'm like I'm like, dude, like, oh that's such a good movie, like, yeah, no, it really wasn't a good movie. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it was a comic book movie, a superheroes in it, like, yeah, that doesn't make it a good movie. Like right, the right. source material they came from, they completely like changed all that stuff. Like, if they had added in these elements here, it really would have rounded out the story, but they cut those out in lieu of like this or whatever. Um, and they're like they're like, so like you make changes for that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know, it's like just a comic book, it's just a comic book. It's just somebody's work, right? Right, right. You know, whether it's the writing, the the art, the coloring, all those things all come together. It's just a comic book. You can't just dismiss something like that. Yeah. Because when someone goes in and they take like a, a classic piece of work and they fucking redo the ending of it, right? And you're like, you can't do that. Like, you completely like, destroyed the whole thing. Dude, dude, dude. It's just, it's just a book. Right, It's just yeah. words on a page. <laughs> like, you can't just dismiss that because you don't think it's of value. Somebody takes, I mean, it may be a comic book, but... Someone's still taking time to, I say maybe come, but they're still taking the time to, to write and craft something. It's not like just anybody can do it. Right. You know, right. it's not like you just pick anybody off the street and say, can you type a sentence? Yes, great. Now you're the new writer of the Hulk. Right. Like, yeah. That's not how it works. But you're also too ignorant to actually try to go out there and like read an actual book. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Or like, yeah, I read one once. Yeah. I picked it up and it was like, it was just kind of stupid. What was happening? I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, so so if I did like like dude, like read read uh, like you know the like this whole like like series here of the something. Yeah, I, I read like, like a chapter. Which one? I was like, I don't know, it's like chapter ten. It, it didn't really make a lot of sense and everything. I thought it was kind of dumb. But dude, you can't do that. Well, well, why not? That's what you did, right? Yeah, dude, that's yeah. just a comic book. Huh? It's just a novel. Right. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I I'm not that dismissive with it. I don't. You know. I told you about that uh, that semi debate Jeff Smith got into with some librarian, right? Uh, yeah, you did, but please say it again. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like some some school event thing, and you know Jeff Smith has always been one of the big advocates that you know comics are literature. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 you've got a kid who's a reluctant reader and you can give them a comic book and that gets them started, that's great because if they're gonna read the first book of Bone, then you can get them to read Harry Potter, right, or Diary of a Wimpy Kid or whatever. So I, and I I completely agree with that because hundred percent that's that's what. When I was growing up, my mom used to always try to get me to read these books. She signed me up to this, like, 
this um like book of the month like it was like junior book of the month club shit and they, they <laughs> sent me they sent me some awful books to read right and right. she was like she's like you're not reading these books i'm like i don't want to they're horrible like <laughs> they really they weren't of interest to me and she didn't and she wanted me to read more of those and less comic books um and then when i wouldn't read any of them she's like you know you need to be a reader you need to read and everything so but and i was reading comics i was reading more comic books and but through that though i remember and this is this is the the this is the truth. I was in, um, I used to have a, uh, a job after school cleaning up the school. So yeah, this was, yeah. I was in, and I was in middle school. Um, and it was like an hour and a half, you know, like taking out the trash, mopping hallways or whatever. And there was this one room that I would, uh, that I was assigned to. And, um, and it was, uh, it was some kind of like, like art room. Uh, it was, uh, I forget what it was, but it was, it was in middle school. So it wasn't art, but it was a, a some kind of like special, uh, I don't know, like, like intellectual room, but they had all kinds of different things in there, and they had a copy of Lord of the Flies. And I'm like, Lord of the Flies, I just kind of saw that. I was, I'm, I'm cleaning up in there, and I'm like, Lord of the Flies, and I saw the cover of it. And I'm trying to think which cover it was. Um, it was, uh, it wasn't the, the more recent one with the, the face in the in the bushes, uh, right, you know, right. the trees. It was, uh, it was the, the I think it was the one with it's got the, the 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 outline sketch and then the fire. And then so I asked her, I was like, I was like, you know, I kept seeing it, you know, every day I'm going into the classroom cleaning it up and I saw that. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, do you know this thing? She's like, oh yeah, I know that. You know, I read that when I was in school or whatever. And I was like, really? Is it good? She's like, I don't remember too much about it, but she was like, yeah, it was like these kids get, you know, blah, 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 an island and everything. And I was like, huh. Yeah. So I went and I got a copy of Lord of the Flies and I read it. Loved it. Still yeah. love it. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then I started going and I would go like every, almost every two weeks, I would go to this used bookstore. And, um, and I would buy books and they, they had like a punch card, right? So every, you know, you buy a book, you get a punch and everything, or you, uh, and you would, uh, uh, sell books back and they would give you like credit, whatever that you could use to, to, so I was reading books and everything. And that's, that's when I first started reading Stephen King stuff and then, and started reading Ray Bradbury. And I would go through and I pick up all these different science fiction novels, start reading them. And then I actually joined the science fiction book of the month club. And I just started reading that in addition to still reading my comic books. Yeah, yeah. But it just, I just started reading and reading and reading, but it will open the door of me being open to that and reading comic books and really like getting into the stories and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. But it's like, and then I found my own way. And then like, even now, now I don't read as much as I used to, but I got a shit ton of novels that I'm still constantly buying because I'm like, eventually when I have time, I want to sit down and want to read all these things. I want to yeah, read yeah. them. Yeah, and like, I've, I've just got a mountain of, of of both prose and comic books. Yeah, so it's like, but the the gateway to that was comic books. You know, yeah. it, it was the easy way of like, I don't want to say tricking somebody into reading, but to but this kind of like like kind of ease in there was like like you look at the pictures, but you're also reading the words, and depending on the book, you know, there's. There's sometimes like more words on the page than you have than you have like picture. Right, right. And it 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 got me it, it got me into being like the reader I am. And then and the more I read, you know, the more uh, you know, like the bigger my vocabulary got. And you know, and and as part of that is like you know I I say certain things and use certain words or whatever. And it for for me it was because I was reading a book and I come across a word I'm like that's a good word yeah you know yeah. I like that word and I'm gonna start using that word and I'm gonna make that kind of I'm gonna make that a part of my vocabulary even though it's not something you would normally use I'm gonna start using it because I like that word and now right. I find more words and then slip them in there too and we we still do that while we're watching movies and yeah. stuff we'll we'll like hear a word and we're like ooh that's that's pretty cool yeah I have to start using that. <laughs> Like uh, like like that scene in the Last Boy Scout when uh when he's like you know, Jake here attacks his job with a certain exuberance. And yeah. He goes, 
And he's like, you much. You like that word? No, it's, uh, he's like, yes, it's a good word. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it is a good word. I like that. <laughs> I mean, so, but well, like you, you hear me pepper in ostensibly all the time. Yeah. Because like, I, I read that somewhere and I was like, that's really good. Oh, I like that word. <laughs> it's like, I never hear anybody else on the planet use that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah, I mean, if you really want, if you, I mean, not to try to even try to press anybody. It's like, it's just, I just like the way it sounds yeah. when I say it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and the fact that it communicates a very specific thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, like Jeff Smith was talking about his work with Bone, and I still maintain, like, everybody needs to read Bone. Just absolutely beautiful, beautiful book series. And, of course, the, the li- she was either a librarian or a children's book author. It's been a lot of years since I've read this, but she's like, oh, yes, letting your kids read comics are fine until you can get them into real books. And... Jeff Smith is one of the most chill comic creators I've ever seen. Never seen the dude, like, get really excitable or anything, <laughs> but he he just kind of grimaces, and he's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when a kid's reading, he's reading. <laughs> <laughs> like, wh- whether, he's, whether he's reading Bone or reading Moby Dick, he's reading, and if I can get him to read Bone, I can get him to read Moby Dick, and she, she wanted to argue every point, and... She's like, it's it's just so much easier. He's like, I don't see how it's easier. He's like, I promise you, I've spent more time on a single page on any of my given pages than you have. Right. <laughs> because it takes way more time to draw a comic page than it does to write a page. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they went back and forth for like 30 minutes. It was amazing. And the funny thing is that the hosts and stuff all agreed with Jeff. Of course. I mean, it's, even when writing a comic book, I I can write I can write a, a, a story, right? Um just a regular pro story. And I can write that and I can, I'm not gonna say I can knock it out in no time, but I can do it. I can write a scene and it might take me, I know it might take me uh, a couple hours to write a scene, depending on how big the scene is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do that with, I'm not gonna say without any problem, but I can do that with no problem because I get to express everything the way I want it to be, you know, with the words, you know, I can, I can, you know, I can elicit the proper emotion. I can set the tone, everything else with that. When I'm writing a comic book, it's not the same because like with that, I don't, when I'm writing a like prose, I can just sit there. I can tell you kind of like how you feel, like set the, the mood up so you can experience like, like the, the dread, the stress, the despair, right? right I can, right. I can, you know, I can, like, I can set the lighting, the, the, you know, for it by saying, you know, like, you know, the, yeah, the, the bulb like twitched and blinked and everything, you know, yep, you know, yep. like a spasmatic electrician, something, you know, something like that, you know, <laughs> whatever it is that you, that you can kind of get all that. But when I'm putting it in a comic book to where like that whole descriptive thing I could do, like that's, you know, maybe like five, you know, minutes of like, uh, of like visual, right? right that I'm right. putting into like two sentences. In a comic book though, I've got to say, how many panels is that? Yep. Yep. How, how do I lead into that? How do I set that? And I've got to do with each panel. So it's not just like, you know, he walked in the room, flipped on the light switch and everything. And then, you know, you know, and was shocked first by the, you know, by the absence of blood until he saw it was everywhere except for where he was standing. Something like that. But when I'm doing it in the comic book and I've got to set that and I've got to say this page here and it's got to be this. You've got to like, for the visual aspect of it, it's got to be here. When I'm writing other thing, like the visual aspect of it is everywhere. Or it's, right, it's, right. Or it's only until I direct you to it right do i direct right. you mentally to that when i'm writing a comic book like i've got to exactly say where this camera is being put yeah how this yeah. is being done and i've got to lay it out there and yeah because it's so much more to it yeah because you're not only stepping into the role of a writer but you're also like 
a director and a cinematographer. Yes. And, and like, it, it's all these things. And it, it's not just the visual aspect alone, because it's also where it's placed on the page. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have to think about what your first panel is going to be and what your last panel is going to be on any given page. You have to think about the way that it flows across the page and into the next one. And especially when you're looking at, like, a really big multi-page project, you've also got to factor in that it's like, that last panel has to be a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. You've got to think about a cliffhanger on every page because your ultimate goal is when they hit the end of that page, they have to want to turn the page and see what's next. Yep. It's and like that... That's very intensive. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got you've got the thing where it's like, okay, here's everything I've got going on during this, right? All this stuff, and like, and I've got like the visually, it's got to look like this. Like these, are, this is what's happening in there. But there was also some dialogue going on. Right. So, so I've got to actually make sure that I that for the amount of dialogue I'm putting into this particular panel, is it too much for the panel where it's going to yep, block yep. that whatever it is. So I've either got to make that panel bigger, which means that if I'm going to put six panels on the page, now I can only put five. Right. You know, right. or I've got to, I've got to stretch that. And then, you know, I can tell, I can tell you what a person is thinking or like I can set the narration for a, like for a novel by just setting the narration. Right. Right. It's different in comic book when you have the narration there. Like it's like you're not telling them they're supposed, they're basically in a sense watching a movie. Right. So you don't like uh, so meanwhile, like take notes. <laughs> you you've gotta you've gotta work that in there in a in a very organic way so it doesn't pull them out. Right. It's, it's right. so much so much harder, it's so much more to it than just that. And and then to, to sit there and say something like, you know, oh well, you know, it's you know, it's just a comic book. There's there's no real thought to it. I let me tell you right now, if that's really how you feel, it's just a comic book, right? Then motherfucker, how come you're not writing them? Right, yeah. If it's that easy, right? Yeah. Where you like, oh, I, I could bang out five comic books in a day, and I think, great, you go do that, and you can get five comic book paychecks in a day while still doing this other thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. see why why everybody's not doing that. E easy money, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I, I, let, I, let me. I'm sorry. Let me. Just, let, let me think about this. I see. Alan Moore um, also wrote novels. Uh, Wallcrawler read that huge ass novel. He, well, I think he <laughs> listened to audio book Jerusalem. Right, um, right. Chris Claremont wrote like a uh, first flight. And written several novels. Peter Davis written several novels and teleplays and everything. He's written for like you know all this kind of shit. Like half these people here that are also comic writers are also novelists too. Yeah, yeah they started yeah. writing novels and they started writing comic books or vice versa. They did them both at the same fucking time. So, dude, Peter David, yeah, don't you yeah, don't sit there and put these people down and act like like just because they write comic books that they're not in that they're that they're not talented at all. Like yeah, they, yeah. they don't do any real writing. Like you know. Yeah, it, it drives me crazy. I used to debate people on it. I, I used to just feel like I had to say something, and now it's like, you know what, there's there's no... If that's if that's where you're starting your your thought process from, then it's not even really worth trying to convert you at right. this point. But it's like, I mean, really, my my whole thing has always been, it's like, if you really believe that, you know, comic books are just this whole pow, blam, kaboom kids thing and it's like okay i'm not gonna entertain a debate with you on this until you read mouse you read city of Thank glass you. you read three shadows then come back and tell me that it's mindless kids entertainment like do that maybe read contract with god like read something with some actual substance and then come back and try to prove to me that it's all marmaduke yeah yeah if you knew the science about it, then maybe we have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that kills me. So for this guy here to be like, oh, you're starring in that, that's clown work. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's no way you could do. And, and let me put this out there too. Um, there are so many books out there, comic books out there. And I've talked about this so many times before. There's so many comic books out there that, or movies that are out there that were came from comic books that you don't know about. Like Viggo Mortensen's A History of Violence. You know, the, uh, the Tom Hanks, uh, movie, um, oh shit, what is that? Uh, Road to Redemption. Those all came from comic books. They're not your superhero comic books, but they're comic books nonetheless. Uh, what we were talking about the other day, um, well, uh, 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 All You Need Is Kill, uh, The Edge of Tomorrow. That, yeah, yeah. Right. That's from a novel from a manga. I mean, you yep, know, like, yep. uh, uh, what's the, the, the train one? Um, uh, Snowpiercer. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's Snowpiercer. so many things that they, just because it doesn't have superheroes in it doesn't mean it, it wasn't a comic book. There's so many like that. But still, people want to just put it down and, and say stuff like that. You cannot play a role like that. You can't play like a role like History of Violence or like Road Redemption or any of these other things, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, even things like, uh, uh, what was it, um, From Hell, right? Yeah. From a comic book. I mean, An amazing comic book. Amazing. Uh, God, so, Eddie Campbell's such a good artist. I mean, so, and uh, uh, I've talked about this like several times before because everyone knows I'm a big uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis fan. But the book he did, Torso... About the um, about the torso murders in was it the uh, Cleveland or or Ohio whatever it is uh, that Elliot Ness was was uh, working on after the whole Untouchables you know like the Al Capone deal right 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 he did a whole comic book on that that they were optioning into a movie like there's so many things that are just not this other stuff and you can't go into those playing and it's like okay I'm playing Elliot Ness but uh, but uh, I'm making him all wacky and stuff because this story came from a comic book like. <laughs> the, the, the media, the medium doesn't doesn't define how it's presented, you know. So just because everything comes from a novel doesn't mean it has to be so super serious, right? Right, right. So like, 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 don't don't do that. And for this guy to be like, oh, that's fucking clown work. I don't have to actually really try. If you don't try, then you're not you're doing everyone a disservice. The yeah. people that everyone else is working on a movie because well, I have to really like put myself into the character role. Well, then. You're not really playing the character. Right, right. You're not, playing yeah. the, you're not playing this guy who's, who is so twisted in his head that he can't understand that he and his father are, they're, they're, they're pirates. I mean, they literally are modern day pirates. Uh, you know, robbing these ships and stuff like that, taking things, or even if they're hired mercenaries to steal stuff for people. Aquaman shows up and stops you in the process of it. Your father's killed. And you want to get revenge on Aquaman because you don't want to accept the fact that this is the lifestyle that you and your father chose. And, and that because of that, like, if, if, you know, like, like you always say, play shitty games, right? Win shitty prizes. There you go. <laughs> if you are going to, if you're going to, to work outside the law, then you have to understand that eventually that's going to come back to you because people are not going to be willing to help you or they're not going to give a shit when you're in trouble because you're working outside the law. Right. I mean, right. when, when, when like, when it's like, like a gang war and like gang members get shot and killed, no one runs over like, oh my God, there's people dying. You're like, no, they're just gang members. Like, good for them. Like, they, people, they don't elicit the same kind of like emotional response as they do other people because right. like this is the lifestyle you chose. Right, yeah. And the fact that Aquaman refused to help his, save his father is like, and, he, and Aquaman's like, yeah, you killed all these people when you came on board here. Like, right. And now, because your dad's get hurt of, of his own doing, right? You want me to save him? No. No. <laughs> it's like play shitty games bye bye <laughs> and it's like no 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 you should have helped him you could have 
Yeah, well, you could have helped all those people in that boat by not attacking it. I mean, you have to get into that mindset of your character being so driven by revenge that you don't even understand the part you played in that. Yeah, but to yeah. him, he's like, no, that's fucking clown work. I hate Aquaman. Okay, good. No, got it. Fine. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I mean, like, <laughs> like no. And he just dismisses it all. And then he goes back. He's like, yeah, you've got to know because this isn't this isn't the, the trial of Chicago 7. So let me back the fuck up here, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> as, I, as I break down here, your body of work. So, um... So when you were in uh, Baywatch, the movie, um, please tell me about the, the, you know, like how serious of a role that was, you know, uh, you know, where, when you were in, uh, in Us, you know, a horror movie, it's just a horror movie, right? It doesn't have to be real, it's just a horror slasher, I don't have to be able to get involved in that. Okay, I mean, okay, great. Like, do- doesn't horror have its roots in just being like trashy schlock entertainment? Pretty much, modern horror does, because prior to the modern horror, right, movie studios had stopped making horror films and the only thing you had were hammer horror films until we get to like the mid 70s when you get like the Halloweens and stuff like that yeah, coming you, back which led to the slasher movies of the 80s yeah yeah which, so I mean like yeah the, the last time horror was taken seriously was like the universal stuff from the 30s yeah <laughs> like that was when it was considered an art form it's not anymore it's just so, uh, the same same kind of stigma they had with science fiction movies yeah you know, back yeah. in the 60s and 70s like we're not gonna put any money into it because there's no way to be made back from it until Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And, and even Alien and like uh, uh, 2001 or thing, those weren't considered like sci-fi like that. It was like, this was like popcorn action sci-fi stuff. Right, right. Prior to that, they didn't want to do and they wouldn't put the money into it, you know, so... So the way they got were cheesy things because that's just what you kept creating a budget for. Right, right. And then, of course, you had like Planet of the Apes and things like that and stuff. And, and even things that, were, that weren't really perceived as being great at the time, like, you know, like uh, Soylent Green and things like that. That then right, over time, right. you people were like, oh, yeah, this was really a good story. <laughs> and uh, But so anyway, but it's, always, it's always just looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's always looking down on something that you don't understand, that you don't want to understand. That's really the ignorance of it. It's like you don't right, want right. to understand it. You know, so, but again, look at this guy's body of work here. So, um, the last movie that you did here was Ambulance, a Michael Bay action movie. <laughs> and let, let me just, just read here the description here. This is the description IMDb, all right? It is two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry. awry. So then another another description says, decorated veteran Will Sharp, wow, Will Sharp, okay, desperate for money to cover his wife's medical bills, asked for help from his adoptive brother, Danny, right, a charismatic career criminal. Danny instead offered him a score, the biggest bank heist in Los Angeles history, $32 million. So, so that, that's, that is the, like, uh, that's not fucking clown work to you? That's not fucking clown shoes? A fucking Michael Bay movie? Where you where like I need money for my wife's medical bills. Let's rob a bank. <laughs> Are you serious, dude? So all three of us can be in the fucking hospital? Like, wise up, Negro. <laughs> and then Matrix, where you're playing Morpheus, uh, in like one of the worst Matrix movies, you know, like people look back and they're like, Hey, you know what? Uh Matrix Revolutions was really, really good compared to like Resurrections. The movie that that the Wachowski's like siblings or sorry, now sisters, the child brothers, siblings, sisters, right? We're like, yeah, we weren't even thinking about making it though. And we kind of finished that whole thing up, but you know, but they drove a dump truck full of money up to your house. Like, yeah, I could probably come up with an idea, you know? And then Candyman. So please, please explain to me the last Candyman remake. Yeah. He's the guy looking for Candyman. <laughs> and he wears that, he wears that life aquatic Steve Suzu, like, like hat on his head, like he's like Adebisi from Oz. Nice, like, nice. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, like, I'm like, I feel like I found the black Waldo. He's right there. <laughs> 
So please explain me the last three movies that you did, right? That how those were like the trial of Chicago Seven, the only like kind of serious movie that you did, which was halfway through your career and everything. But you're like, oh yes, yeah, I've got to, you've got to know the kind of role that you're playing, and you've got to, you really have to have, have to stretch out your boundaries and understand yourself as an actor because I'm a serious actor. You're a serious piece of shit, man. Fuck you, and fuck you for ruining Wonder Man, which by the way is not fucking black. Simon Williams is not black. Granted, because the whole ionic thing that we kept talking about, yes, he can make himself black, but the character is not black. And I'm, I mean, there are times when it's okay to make a character of a different race or a different gender, you know, like in the new, like the uh, My Adventure Superman cartoon, Jimmy Olsen's black. I don't really have, I'm not tied to that because I'm not a Jimmy Olsen fan. I realize that Jimmy Olsen's roots go way back and some people are probably offended by it. But the thing is, Jimmy is a, is a minor character that is, He's, he's an important character in the Superman mythos to a certain degree, but he's really been marginalized lately. Even back when he was a bigger deal, he really wasn't a bigger deal because it wasn't like Jimmy Olsen, I'm a big deal. It was Jimmy Olsen. Uh, well, sorry. What was the name of the, <laughs> the, what's the, what's the title of the book that he was in? Uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Jim, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> he couldn't even stand on his own fucking two legs, man. <laughs> so, so again, like him being black and everything, eh, it does really bother me. Uh, sure, it does bother other people. It doesn't really bother me. You know, like, Changing genders on certain people, you know, sometimes I'm like, eh, like, how crucial is it that that to that character to be this way? I mean, if it's going to really change the story or the dynamic, like with Fan Four Stick, where they made like Johnny Storm black, right, and then right. but then then just make him black. They made the Storm family black, <laughs> and then made Sue like like a a uh, an adopted kid. Like <coughs> you, you change so much about their family dynamic from the comic books. It's not just a matter of like doing a like a racial swap there. Like you change how they interact and all their relationship together because it's not you it, being adopted like that. It's not like one of those things where where like you know a white family adopts a white child, a black family adopts a black child. Like somewhere around the age of six, she was like, "I'm not like you." Right? <laughs> Wait a minute. And I just talk about me being a girl. Like I like you know, you know, like like why is it I'm the only person in the house that uses sunscreen? <laughs> I don't understand that. You guys trying to stop me from getting black? Is that it? Are you ashamed of me? That's why we adopted you in the first place. <laughs> so, like, that changed a lot of that stuff, which really alters the characters as you know them. Sometimes, like I say, it, it's okay to 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 not dig to 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 not to to do like a little change. But in this instance here, when you're when you're changing a character like that, like I don't I don't like. Them just changing it because what well, we feel that you need to have more black characters. Then motherfucker, write more black characters. Right, right. Write more black characters and and do that. You know, I didn't like it when they made Wally West like black. And I'm a black guy, right? <laughs> you know, like a fucking Wally West is a white guy, like somewhat pale with red hair. That's my Wally West. He's the best fucking Flash ever in existence. That you know, like Barry Allen can kiss the bottom of my fucking heels. Fuck Barry <laughs> Allen. You know. As I think about it, you think maybe you did kill that guy. Maybe Zoom was innocent. Maybe you did kill him and you ran your ass up like the 30th century. You know, but Wally West is my Flash, always will be, and he's a white guy with red hair. Simon Williams is a, is a white guy when he wants to be with dark hair and like red, like energy eyes. Like, stop fucking changing these characters over just because you think it's, it. you know, that we need to like bring in something else. You're doing a disservice to everybody. I'm sorry, don't just fucking hand me something or anything. We're, we made this, this character black because, you know, we just figured that, uh, uh, you know, it, we just need more black people. And so we want you to play this role. Oh, can I? 
Can I please? <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I'm Simon Williams. They call me Wonder Man. That's W-O-N-D-A, man. Wonder Man. Oh, we, we, can we make him from the Caribbean? They can be Wonder Man. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck all that shit, man. And this black bastard should not be playing Wonder Man with his clown work. Like, and he didn't even probably, if he had apologized, he'd be given a sincere apology. Right? Right. right. Like, no. No, 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 no. And you, and you can do whatever you want with your life, but dude, don't sit there and look down on, on the thing that, that made me fundamentally a good part of who I am growing up with that kind of stuff. Right, and right. In the, in the industry I work in, whether I work in it, like on a, you know, a semi-professional level or a professional level, it's still the industry I choose to work in, you know, whether it's full-time, but whatever it is, it's something that I feel dedicated to. And I like being around other people that work in that craft that are professionals. They're fucking professionals. Right. You know? Right. And, and the thing is, whether, however I feel about myself in my role there, when professionals look at me like I'm a professional and they treat me just like them, right? To a certain extent, obviously. Right. 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 You know, then I, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy right here, like, I, I I don't I don't even, I, I I don't really know what more to say about him except for I, like dude you really need to wake the fuck up. I mean it just it always goes back to the same thing we always talk about which is we want people who give a damn. Mm-hmm. And you just made a sweeping statement that shows you could not give less of a damn. Exactly. And like I mean that that's been my whole thing with the Mario movie. I've been pushing and recommending that to everybody because it's like you can tell from the frigging first opening minute of that movie it's like oh these guys were some hardcore fans yeah like these guys are referencing shit that i thought i was one of the only people who knew about because i'm the only person who spent his entire childhood reading up on these obscure japanese mario games that never made it over to america oh really there's there's a four-man spike reference within the first 30 seconds okay like that's crazy (laughs) like that that's the kind of shit that that, like, I want to see is, like, somebody who's such a fan that it's like, yeah, for for those of you who spent your entire childhood looking up the shit that nobody else is going to know about, this one's for you. I don't want to see somebody going, oh, yeah, it's just, it's just a video game movie. Right. It's just dumb shit. Only nerds care about it. That's what we got with Pixels. Like, that's how you get a Pixels movie. Right. Someone that does know shit about video games, like, we want to write a video game movie. You know anything about video games? Uh, I'm not really should play a video game, but, you know, <laughs> I can spend 30 minutes on the internet. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I Google video game cheats. We got this thing called a Con Amy code. We should put that in there. Yeah. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll just put it in the pack. Yeah, we, segment. Oh, yeah. Well, so, are you going to make Con Amy a, uh, a character? Cause we, you know, we probably need to have like, a female element to this, something for the nerds to drool over. Well, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll just make up a, a generic female video game character who hasn't actually been in any video game. Yeah. Because I don't think that there's ever act. I mean, women aren't in video games in real life. So, yeah. it's not like there's any female video game character that a guy would want to have sex with. We'll have to make one up ourselves. And uh, and I've got this thing here. Um, I was reading about this. I, I, I mean, I kind of read about it. So I, I, there was like a like some somebody was talking about it. And I just kind of overheard the conversation. But um, we have this part in here where they're going to they're going to be in pursuit of a key that's going to unlock Gamergate. And once they go through the <laughs> through Gamergate, right, then that's like the Valhalla of everything. So yeah, I've got that in there. It's going to be fantastic. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. Um. And then I do, I do actually have a uh, another character, a female character. She's got a small, small part. She's gonna play in it. Um, her name is Metroid. And uh, uh, I mean, like, like no, it, yeah, no, no. I mean, Metroid works because you know she can, she can fight that Zelda guy. In yeah. Green. 
it, the um uh what was I gonna say uh, uh Frank Langella. Frank Langella's one of his favorite roles ever, right? And we'll say he said always said you know, like yeah, this is one of my favorite roles I've ever played. I loved it, and he played. And he was like. I'm playing this like a Shakespearean, like, like that was his thing. Right? They're like, you don't have to do that. No, I'm playing this like a Shakespearean, like actor villain, right? And you know what I'm talking about. I said, because you got the whole celebrity thing. <laughs> Skeletor, Master of the Universe. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah. Loved it. <laughs> he did <Yeah>. great. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he's like, he was like, that's still one of my all time, one of my favorite roles I've ever played. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's again, that's a matter of taking the material and like saying, hey, I'm going to play this up. You know, like the, you know, the way it needs to be played. Right. And not right. just sit there and just be all dismissive. I was like, well, you know, it's just, it's just, a, I mean, that's even worse. That was like, it's not even that it's a, it was a cartoon. It's like, oh, well, it's just, just a toy. <coughs> it's just a toy. Right. 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 Like those, those cartoons were 30 minute toy commercials. But yeah. So yeah, like, I don't know. No. I, I just like passion in my creativity. And that's, that's one reason why I'm such a big fan of It's Always Sunny. It's because you can tell these guys love what they do. Yeah. It's like we were, we were watching some old Tex Avery cartoons last night oh, God, after we recorded. So yeah. And it's like we're watching House of Tomorrow. We're watching Car of Tomorrow, stuff like that. And like right around the same time, we both said, you can tell these guys had so much fun making this. Yeah. Like, they, they were just, like, cracking jokes to make each other laugh. That was their goal. And, like, that, that, that's why that shit still holds up to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even the racist ones, those guys still had a lot of fun. Like, and they were cracking jokes. Like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're horribly racist. They're, they're really bad. But you can tell those guys had a lot of fun with it. I mean, most of those haven't aged super well. <laughs> I think I think the two little kids getting scared so bad that they swap races is still kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fantastic. That was that's still kind of funny. Um, <laughs> most of the other jokes are like, no, you can't repeat that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because we were watching some Tom and Jerry's and stuff like that, and and uh, and, I, and I showed you the uh, the one the shit. What was it now? Um, that the bear, the, uh, I forget what it's called, like, CP Time Bear or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that shit is just funny. <laughs> I just went, <laughs> so for those that don't know it, uh, it's on, we, it was on Tubi. So yeah, Tubi yeah. has like a, like a Tom and Jerry, um, uh, uh, I guess, I guess it's not really a channel, but, uh, 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 it's like a collection. Collection, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Out there. But it's not just Tom and Jerry, it's a bunch of like, uh, Tex Avery and Chuck Jones stuff and, and everything else. It's and, like some droopies on there. Oh yeah. Uh Barney Bear. And uh and so they had this one there where the dog is hired to to watch over this bear's um he's hibernating for the winter. So he's there to watch over him and uh in his house and everything, make sure everything's fine. And the bear comes out and he's like, Noise, I hate noise. He goes, I don't can't stand the noise and, and he's just, and the whole time he's screaming this about how much he hates noise. And so and so the the dog like another dog realized that this is a cush gig because he's getting paid like two hundred dollars a week, all the food he can eat and everything for like three months during the winter. And and so the other dog is trying to get him fired so he can have so he can take the uh, <coughs> take the role. So though knowing that he hates noise, he keeps trying to do these things to get them to make noise and stuff. And it's so great. And he, the whole the whole like gag is him running like from the house. Like he'll like smash his foot the hammer and he goes to scream and he'll run from the house all the way up to this hill in the snow and then scream and then run all the way back. <laughs> and that's the gag. It's all these little things he's doing to you know like to. to to try to get and make noise. He keeps running back and forth. And then 
But in the beginning, when he accidentally, like, he sees a picture of, like, you know, the sexy little pinup thing, and he yeah. whistles, and out of nowhere, the bear comes out, and he's like, no, he starts beating him with a club. Just, <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> and, and I'm like, that's so funny. It's the so whole good. thing. Oh, man. And then what was the one we watched? Um, Every time he goes back to bed, he's just like, good night. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we watched the, uh, the, uh, the Country Wolf, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, co- Country Wolf goes to the big city or yeah, something. And just the sight gags in that are just phenomenal, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. The whole thing is. But you can see that people are having fun. And it's like. Well, yeah, I mean, like, especially with that, like, having Little Red Riding Hood never use her hands. Oh, yeah. Just all her feet. That's, that's. It's, it's so good. It is. And then, you know, all that, all this stuff when the. The, the so suave and sophisticated, like, city, ma- city wolf, everything, the way he's just trying to, like, keep the other one under, uh, under control. Like, when he, when he starts whistling, he puts his hand over his mouth. Yes. And then, and you see the air bubble travel down his arm. And it comes out of his mouth. And, <laughs> and then the expression on his face when he's doing that, and when he's whistling for him, he's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's so good. I mean, but again, that's, that just, that's that level of, like, like, I love what I'm doing here. I'm having so much fun doing this. Yeah, it's great. yeah. That you just like it, it's all a matter of just just really enjoying the work that you're doing. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know, and to be dismissive like that, to be like, I don't really have to try in this. It's light work. Like then, then you're you're not you're not being respectful of everybody else that's working on this. Yeah, including yeah. the audience. And so when things fail, don't blame the people. You blame yourself because you're the one that didn't properly convey because you didn't think it was worth your time. Right. I'm going to tell you right. right now, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, whatever your job it is, right? You know, if you're doing it, it's worth your time to do it well. Right. right. Otherwise, don't do it. I don't care if you fucking pick up trash. If you're going to be like, I'm just picking up trash. It's not a big deal. So I have to do my job properly. Well, then you're doing a disservice, not just to the people who are counting you to pick up the trash, but to yourself, because it just shows that, that if you don't think that, that even though I'm paying you to do this, that you don't feel, you don't think it's worth your best work at all. That you don't actually have to do anything because, well, yeah, you're paying me to do a job, but I don't really care for this job. So I'm just going to half-ass it. You know? Right, right. You know, you know, if that's, if that's going to be your attitude, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're <laughs> making movies and that you're not doing anything important like, Fixing meals for people, you know, <laughs> that you're not in charge of like making sure that like the sewers are clean and that that way people have fresh water by working a, a you know decontamination in it. Or that you don't running a power plant where you're like, shit, I get my power from solar energy, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I'm I'm glad that you're doing something that I don't really that I don't need. I don't need to watch your movies. I don't need to have anything to do with you, you know. Because <laughs> if that's the attitude you're gonna take, well, it's clown work. It's not worth my time to really do anything with. Because even though I'm getting paid a shit ton of money more than anybody else in this fucking world right right right. and again i'm not saying acting is easy but you make more doing a three-month shoot Mm -hmm. than some people make in three years yeah yeah right and you're gonna say what's clown work it's not worth my time to actually put myself dedicate myself for three months into this role fuck you yeah and i'm not gonna watch your shitty like wonder man tv series i'm not gonna watch you know your aquaman movie when it comes out i'm not gonna watch anything that has any fucking thing to do with you (laughs) and whether you get whether you believe me or not whether you even know i even said this or not and everything like like i don't care because i mean if i say something you know for the most part you know I mean it, and I, I stick to it as much as I possibly can. And I'm trying to think what the one thing that's coming out right now where I'm like, 
yeah, dude, I'm, I'm not watching that. I'm not, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. And it's something I really like too, but I'm like, oh, this person's going to be in it. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm, right, I'm done. Right. I, I, cause, um, the only, the only exception is going to be the, uh, the Marvels movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not the central focus. If they were, I would, the fact that they've got two other people in there to kind of draw, like to kind of share the screen time. Right. Right. That's what, that's what's keeping me engaged. Other than that, wouldn't have anything to do with it. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm even going to watch the Marvels. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to the theater to watch it. You know, I mean, shit. You know, and and I've said this before, but like, all the movies that I bought when they came out, and then I'm like, oh, like I, I want to get a steelbook of this because I like steelbooks. Right. Like right. that movie came out, and and I did not feel the need to rush out and buy it on steelbook. I bought it like almost a year after it been out, and I could <laughs> still get the steelbook. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. You know, and then it was only when it was like ten dollars that's when I bought it, and I was like, oh well, I guess I'll go ahead and buy it. Now I add it to my collection. Right, but you know, right. if I don't care for something, I don't do it. I don't have to do it. And and like, and where one person may not make a big difference in this guy's career, like, oh, we're he, we're an hour and seven minutes in, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Like, I didn't expect for this to go this long, but the thing is, like, if you don't respect your craft, then you don't respect me as the audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that... if you don't respect me, then I sure as hell can't give you anything right right yeah that that's that's a huge bit of it is the like saying what he said was definitely just total disrespect to the audience and then and then couldn't even bother to apologize for it like that was the things like oh yeah, i'm gonna be playing this character and a lot of people don't like it look at me in their clown nose honk honk <laughs> like no no and it, it wasn't even a good picture it was like it was like something he just did on the spot you know like yeah you know, like like that that wasn't even bathroom mirror selfie quality, just no. terrible. I've I've seen better, better like bathroom mirror pictures, you know, like like they like posted on like Reddit for like naked chicks, you know, like <laughs> I mean, like I mean, it wasn't you wouldn't you didn't even fucking try. So and yeah, dude, I I don't need you. I don't need not one bit of you. And and again, like you talked a bunch of shit about like, you know, about the quality of the moves you want to be in, but most of your career you have done stuff that is not really equated to anything along the lines of what you were saying that right. you wanted to do. Right. And if you're that unhappy with the movies that they're being offered you and the types of roles you've been offered, take your ass back to the stage. TV is out there. I mean, have mm-hmm. you ever thought about being an anchor man? Uh public access is good. <laughs> I mean, but no, then shut the fuck up. Right, right. So I'm done. Yep, yep. All right. Well, we we ready to to call this one an episode then? Yes, I am done. I've said my rant and uh and I'm good with it. Um and uh yeah, yeah, I'm good with it. I mean, yeah. All right. I still think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I do not disagree. I do not disagree. Uh, well, everyone, I am a Comey. And I would be the guy known as Turk182. Yeah, so, uh. Come on. I was gonna say that we don't really insult our, uh, our audience, but we do. Uh, you do. I do. I, I'm just a prisoner to, like, the insults to your lobby as our audience. <laughs> because I'm not, even when I try to say, like, dude, you know, it's our audience. We, we need them. We don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what, we don't need them. Fuck you. Don't watch our show. Like, hey, come on, man. I mean,. It, you know what really what really upsets me about that when you do that, and I I just go along because you know we're 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 partners in this, we're co-hosts, right? And uh, what really what really makes me mad about that statement is that you don't even listen to the podcast. So if you tell nobody, it's like who are we doing this for? 
I don't even want to listen to the podcast. It's a good question. Anyway. It's not a bad question, Bert. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Zang, yo. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.